0: Good morning, football fans, and welcome to this Monday morning episode of Morning Kickoff, a weekly show where we cover all news football. I'm your host, Matt Witt, and today we are live from Minneapolis, Minnesota on the Morning Kickoff YouTube channel. You come check us out every Monday and Thursday morning around 9 o'clock Central Time, or listen to all the pre-recorded podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Today is Monday. March 14th, and welcome to the most eventful, my favorite week of the NFL offseason. It is officially time to see free agency go down, to see players get cut left and right all week long, to see big time trades being made. This is my favorite week of the offseason. So, today we're going to be talking about the moves already made, starting with obviously the Kirk Cousins situation. I mean, you got Tom Brady coming back, and then you have A few other moves going on, but also we're going to be taking a look at my Minnesota Vikings and what we can do to fix this team this week, this free agency, in the first wave of free agency. I hope you all enjoy. Do you enjoy listening to this podcast? If you don't, that's totally fine. But if you do and would like to help out, there will be a link in the description that will bring you to my merch store. At this store, we sell t-shirts, sweatshirts, and mugs, and all of the profit earned will go towards the production of this podcast. Thank you all, and enjoy the show. Well, on the bright side, at least we don't have to talk about Kirk Cousins' situation anymore. This should be the final time where we're going to talk about this for the next two years. I've made myself very clear. I don't like the idea of extending him at all. At least I was a fan of of trading him more than extending him. I was saying extending him uh, for one year is the second best thing. But if we head on over to the uh, screen right here, per Tom Pellicero, as of yesterday, the Vikings are signing Pro Bowl quarterback Kirk Cousins three-time Pro Bowl quarterback Kirk Cousins to a one-year $35 million fully guaranteed extension that puts him under contract through 2023 per sources. Now that's fully guaranteed once again because Kirk Cousins refused to sign any contract that is not fully guaranteed money. Okay, I, I don't hate the idea of good players demanding money. I'm going to be honest, I don't... I- I don't like paying Kirk this much. I respect players who demand money, but at the end of the day, Kirk, you don't deserve this much money. Uh, Cousins gets a raise to $40 million in 2022, $55 million payable, uh payable by next March, and a no-trade clause. This last sentence here is huge because that is payable by next March, meaning we don't have to pay Kirk Cousins this much money now, meaning we can go more over the cap. We can just sign a bunch of players this week and then we're fine. We can fill all of our needs this week because we don't have to pay that money quite yet. This is kind of a way of quasi trying to uh, cheat the system and then the last part's the worst a no trade clause are you kidding me now we know kirk is going to be under contract the next 2 years the only way he wouldn't be or under contract with our team the next 2 years the only way he wouldn't be is if we do waive a no trade clause after the season and in that case kirk cousins has to agree to waiving a no trade clause which let's be honest that's not going to happen kirk cousins is not going to waive his no trade clause absolutely not but it's really interesting here because not only they didn't mention quite here but there is two void years on his contract if you head on over to kirk cousins contract You'll see here that we are paying him a lot of money. Obviously, it's Kirk Cousins. We're going to continue to pay him a ridiculous amount of money. He's making 15% of our salary cap this year and 16.1% in 2023. That is a 31, uh, $31.4 million cap hit in 2022, which is a lot less than he was actually already going to be paid. Now, I've mentioned many times in the show that paying him 40. I w- okay, here's the thing. Yes, I wanted to trade away Kirk Cousins, but I did mention a contract extension to be the next best thing because I did not want to pay Kirk Cousins under a $45 million cap hit in 2022. Now, yes, trading him away would have saved us a lot of money and whoever would have started at quarterback would have been a lot worse than Kirk Cousins. Don't get me wrong. I'm saying I'm trying to look on the bright side here because, yes, I wanted him to get trade away. It's not going to happen. He's going to be under contract for the next two years. To be honest, going into this offseason, I did not expect this to be the case. But when we brought Kevin O'Connell in, I was talking about extending him as the most likely situation. Uh, But him, this will free up a lot of money. That frees up a bunch of money for our team to be able to spend because we have a lot of holes to fill. Uh, Starting at right guard, we have to put our Kirk Cousins in the right situation to succeed when you're paying him 15% of your salary cap. Not only that, but when it comes to the defensive backs, I mean, we need need a safety, a corner. We're going to get into this later. Okay, don't worry. We're going to get into this later. We're going to try to fill a lot of these needs this week. We'll get into this, but right now we're looking at this Kirk Cousins contract in 2023. He's making 36, uh, 36 and a quarter million dollars on our team. That's 16.1 percent of our salary cap and a lot of money. Now, them adding two void years was really odd. I did not expect the Vikings to. Ha- I expected a one-year extension. I did not see the Vikings adding two void years to his contract. Meaning we're gonna pay him when he's no longer with our team. That's just odd. I did not expect that to happen at all. Uh, but us freeing up some money here is crucial. Obviously, we have many players on contract here. Justin Jefferson's going to get paid after this season. I mean, he's he has two more years left in his contract after this year. You should lock him in for on a six-year contract. Okay, you should put him on a five-year extension because that's Justin Jefferson, and you cannot afford to lose a player like that. So he's going to get paid after this year. Uh, we also have K.J. Osborne's on his uh, contract here. We have Irv Smith Jr. on his contract year. We have multiple players who are playing for a bigger contract right now to where freeing up some money was definitely crucial for our team. Now, with that being said, uh, obviously, with Tem- what Tom Pelissero is saying here, we don't have to pay by next March. That's huge because we can bring a lot of players on one year contracts. I believe the Vikings will bring in Akeem Hicks, as they've already talked about uh, with him, and they'll likely bring him back on a one year uh, or bring him on a one year contract. And I'd expect Akeem Hicks to not be the only player coming on our Vikings team on a one year contract where the Vikings just basically, basically just screw themselves in salary cap now a lot of people continue to say oh salary cap is a myth oh there's a salary cap is not a myth let's be honest it's not a myth at all salary cap is serious but when it comes to this you find players you find like quasi trying to cheat the salary cap situation right here which i'm fine with that because we can bring in a lot of players in free agency now with this kirk cousins contract and i'm trying to look on the bright side here so here we are vikings fans in the same situation we are every year we're coming off of a season where we missed the playoffs And then we're just going for full reload. We're just going to try to win our division next year. We're just going for trying to reload and go for a Super Bowl next year. We're in the same situation we are year after year after year. This is typically the spot where I get my hopes up. This is typically the spot where we all say, oh, let's go for a Super Bowl. This year is our year. Says right here on the mug, next year is our year, club. You see us Vikings team right there. Why? Because we finish as an 8-win team every single year. We're in the same situation. We are... Every single year, and I expected with this new regime, with Kwesi and KOC coming into our organization, that we wouldn't have to see the same Vikings team that I have watched my entire life, my entire life, since I've started being a Vikings fans from birth till now, it's been the same situation year after year, where we just try to reload and the Vikings get our hopes up. We enter the next year, we don't win our division and we miss the playoffs. Or if we do win our division, which happens about once every five years, we're one and done in the playoffs. I've never seen my Vikings team win back-to-back games in the playoffs as we are just that 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 inconsistent as a team. Let's be honest. Us Vikings, we can be a 10-win team next year. We can. We can even win our division next year. I'm not ruling out the possibility of the Vikings. To be honest, next year, Vikings can be the best offense in football. We can. We can. Justin Jefferson can break records. Kirk Cousins, I, I'm, I'll give Kirk Cousins where credit is due. He might not be able to live up to his contract. I don't see that happening. But at the end of the day, I mean, Kirk Cousins is still a top 15 quarterback in the league, and I would argue top 10. Him being on our team will definitely accelerate us to be a top 10, at least. Hopefully, we can get to a top three offense next season. It can happen. It can. I just don't see in any scenario where we can make the Super Bowl. Let's be honest. I don't think it's going to happen. I really don't. I don't believe at all that it's going to happen and this offseason has not been good for us either with Tom Brady returning now I've mentioned it many times that I don't believe Tom Brady's going to stay retired whether he was going to come back this offseason or next offseason little did I know his retirement was going to last less than 3 months him returning not only that you got Aaron Rodgers returning I mean you just don't I just don't see a case where we can make a Super Bowl out of this but Let's be honest. I'm not trying to get you guys' hopes up. We should be a great offense next year with Kevin O'Connell leading this team, with Kirk Cousins still on our roster. We have a great receiving core. There's no question we have a top three receiving core in the league. We have a top three running back duo as of right now. Now, we don't know how this offseason is going to go. We might see... Fullback CJ Ham cut. I would likely honestly believe CJ Ham's gonna be cut by the end of today. Today is Monday, March 14th. I believe he's gonna be cut by the end of today. Not only that, but I believe we're gonna see Michael Pierce cut as well. We're gonna see some big time roster moves to free up some cap space and able to uh to be able to afford some of these uh players this week. Not only that, but Dalvin Cook, I mean, I'm not gonna rule out the possibility of him being traded away as well. I mean, let's not forget Dalvin Cook, I have him on a poster back here. I love the guy. Okay. But what I love more than Dalvin Cook is having money that can go elsewhere. Therefore, our team can win. So trading away Dalvin Cook is another possibility on top of that, especially with Kevin O'Connell led offense. I believe we should just build our team around the past. This is how Kevin O'Connell loves to leave an offense. And this is how I love to see our offense played. Because let's not forget last year. When did the Vikings look the best? When we gave Justin Jefferson over 10 targets a game. Okay, not when we gave Dalvin Cook 30 carries a game. The Vikings looked the best last year when we targeted Justin Jefferson, not handing the ball off 30 times a game. So that's the reason why the possibility of uh, that there's still a possibility of trading away Dalvin cook, but all in all, I don't like the idea of extending him simply because I loved the idea of trading him away. However, I'm going to try to stay bright. I'm going to give, let's, I'm going to give Kevin O'Connell. I'm going to give Kwesi a chance here because I'll get, I'll give him a shot. I'll give them a chance. I love the guys. I do love this new regime that we have. And I'll give the Vikings another chance. I'll give Kirk Cousins another chance. And here we go round and round again. We're going to see the same thing we saw from the last five years in the same Vikings team that I've seen my entire life where year after year after year, we're in the same situation. We reload, we go for a Super Bowl next year, and we end up missing the playoffs by one game. I'm gonna be honest. I believe the same thing's gonna happen because this is the Vikings team that we've seen year after year after year, and I believe the same thing will happen this year. And I'm sorry, but we'll we'll, we'll get a you like that going. I got three words for you. You like that? Yeah! No, Kirk. I don't like that. I'm gonna be honest. I like the idea of trading you away. I don't like that, but I'm sure Justin Jefferson would much rather play for Kirk than he would uh, play for like one of these bridge quarterbacks or Ryan Fitzpatrick a Teddy Bridgewater. So. There's, there's good things, but the goods don't outweigh the bad. I mean, the yeah, they, they don't. The goods don't not outweigh the bads here just because simply trading him away would have been so much better for our team. But again, I like the idea of extending him more than I like the idea of playing him under a $45 million cap hit next year. Because if we played him under a $45 million cap hit, the Vikings would have a 0% ch- uh, chance at the division. Now with this new contract, this does give us a shot at the division against the against Aaron Rodgers and the Packers right now this does give us a shot here because it's really going to depend this week because okay here's the thing Vikings fans I love Kevin O'Connell I love Quazy so far can this honeymoon come to an end I mean it's been how many months two months now that we've seen Kevin O'Connell and that we've seen Quazy as our GM and head coach and we're still I still go on social media and see themselves having some kind of honeymoon can this honeymoon come to an end can we make some move now I mean, I guess this Kirk Cousins move is a big move, but outside of that, we haven't seen any trades. We haven't seen any uh, talks about players other than Akeem Hicks. I mean, we have, we need more than just Akeem Hicks. Okay. We need more than just Akeem Hicks in this Vikings defense, especially. And we're going to talk about this coming forward because wow, it's a, it it doesn't, it doesn't look too hot. Vikings fans. I'm going to be honest. Um, Extending him is just not, it wouldn't have been as good as trading him away, but still. It's still, it's still all right. AJ Green says most Vikings fans don't understand this. They're okay to be a middle of the road team like her, like Cousins is. I want a Super Bowl, not freaking playoffs. I completely agree, AJ Green. And I go all over Twitter. I go all over Instagram. People are always. By the way, follow me on Twitter at the Matt Witt. Same thing on Instagram. Um, it's under this uh, thing right here. Um, but yeah, it's they don't understand. They don't because they simply. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I see uh, people talking about trading white Kirk Cousins, well, who would we have at quarterback? People ask. It doesn't matter right now. It doesn't. Because at the end of the day, whoever is going to start at quarterback, let's be honest, we're not going to be winning a Super Bowl next year. It doesn't matter who's going to be starting at quarterback. Whoever started at quarterback other than Kirk Cousins would have been a lot worse than Kirk Cousins. And I'll give credit where credit is due. I would argue Kirk Cousins, as of today, as of right now, is a top 10 quarterback in the league. And he can win a Super Bowl under the right team. He can win a Super Bowl, but not with the contracts, not with the money that we're paying him, can he win a Super Bowl with our team? And to be honest, he doesn't. He might be a very talented player, but he doesn't have everything it takes to be a quarterback. When it comes to being a quarterback, you got to be a leader. You got to be able to perform under pressure. Okay. That's one of the biggest things when it comes to being a quarterback, performing under pressure. Not only in the last 2 minutes of the games which we have seen Kirk able to do but when i say performing under pressure i'm also talking about when you're in the pocket and you get players rushing you cuz that's what Kirk Cousins has been terrible at being able to do um Swaim i think that's how you say your name said high paid running backs don't win super bowls i agree especially when your running back is going into is approaching an age where you typically see running backs fall off in the NFL um Dalvin Cook is an aging player. I believe he's 28 years old right now, which 28 years old for running back is bad because that's typically when they hit a decline, especially when you're a player like Dalvin Cook who gets injured every single year. We cannot expect Dalvin Cook to play at least 13 games next year because he gets injured every year. He has yet to play an entire season in the NFL. Uh, Sports Boys Production says keep CJ Ham's. His contract is so cheap. I agree. I love CJ Ham. First of all, um, CJ Ham's my favorite current Viking right now. I absolutely love the guy. I believe if we don't have him playing fullback, we can have him playing as a backup tight end because he's a very versatile player. He could be, he's able to make catches, plays after the catch. And CJ Ham is the best blocker on our team. Yeah, I'd say he's a better blocker than I'm not counting offensive lineman is the best non-offensive lineman blocker on our team. And I absolutely love the guy. He has been the secret ingredient to Dalvin Cook's success. But let's be honest here. Kevin O'Connell does not use fullbacks. It just doesn't happen. Kevin O'Connell has never used a fullback in his entire uh, history with the team. So if we can find a trade destination for CJ Ham, we could see that happen. But uh, all in all, I would love to see Ham still on our team because as of right now, he's my favorite player on this Vikings team. And I have his jersey. Actually, I have his jersey for a reason. LGK DOC says 35 guaranteed to a quarterback who's 59, 59, and 2. LOL, most Minnesota thing ever. Absolutely. 59, 59, and 2 is just funny that you have two wins just to make it perfectly an even record because that's exactly what Kirk Cousins has been his entire career. Now, he's not a middle-of-the-pack quarterback. A lot of people will take out his win-loss ratio and say he's the the middle-of-the-pack quarterback. He's a great quarterback. Yeah, I'll, I'll say it again. He's a great quarterback is he 35 million dollars of guaranteed money great absolutely not he's a quarterback that can be a super bowl winning quarterback when you pay him about uh, between between 10 and 12 percent of your salary cap you can be a super bowl winning quarterback uh super bowl winning team with kirk cousins at quarterback just don't think it's gonna happen especially with this cap hit right now that he has i just it's it's, the, it's such a Minnesota thing. It is such a Minnesota thing to see the same thing happen every single year. And I'm going to see the same thing on my YouTube channel. I'm going to be, see the same thing all over the podcast, all over Twitter, all over Instagram, where teams come here and say, oh, this is our year. Where this mug comes right into play, where there's our team right there. These are all the teams that have yet to win a Super Bowl. There's our team right there, and team players are. I mean, fans are going to come in. Oh, this year's our year. This year's our year. We're going to start out the season 0 and 3, end up either missing the playoffs or coming in as a wild card. It's just going to happen because this is the Vikings team that we cheer for that continues to make the same mistakes and doesn't want to take a new approach. AJ Green says we can still draft a quarterback and let him sit under Kirk for a year. I think you're talking about the 2023 draft because I don't think we're going to draft a quarterback this year. And I don't think it would be smart. We need to find our freaking quarterback if we want the Lombardi. Absolutely. We, I, I think you're talking about 2023 because um, right now Kirk is guaranteed to be under contract for us two years. It's fully guaranteed salary. There's a no trade clause, which is the stupidest thing. There's a no trade clause on his contract. It's a two-year contract, and I wouldn't expect us to take a quarterback this year. But hopefully, please, please next year. I just want it to happen. I want it to happen. i want wanted to happen so bad where we can take a quarterback in the 2023 draft. Newt says, how are we better with cousins? I was so bummed that we chose to be to the path of being average versus wanting to re- reset and improve the roster. I'm happy. A lot of you guys agree with me here because I see all over Twitter and everywhere that people are on the other side of this. And to be honest, I don't, I can see some reasons why you would want to keep Kirk. I just think it's ridiculous because this, first of all, this extension, I'm fine with the extension. I was talking about it being the most likely thing. I was expecting an extension to happen. And I was saying it's better than paying him under a $45 million cap hit. And I do like the idea of us waiting to pay him too. This way we can get a lot of players on one-year contracts. I'd expect to see a lot of players on this Vikings defense come onto our defense who are over the age of 30 come on a one-year contract, Akeem Hicks being just one of the many players that would likely come onto this team. But no, uh, so first of all, we are better with Cousins, but we would have been better with the draft picks and the cap space that we would have got Cousins, if that makes sense. Because here's the thing, with Kirk Cousins, yeah, we can win our division. It can happen. Kevin O'Connell leading this. See, First of all, I, I understand when you bring up last year that this is the same offense, the same offense in 2022. It's the same starters that we would have that we had in 2021. It is, but it's an entire different playbook. It's an entire different player uh, person calling the plays. I mean, Kevin O'Connell is a massive increase than Clint Kubiak will ever be, or Michael or um, Mike Zimmer will ever be. I mean, Clint, Kevin O'Connell's a mastermind of a defense, uh, an offensive mastermind for our team and him coming onto this team is already a massive improvement. And the Vikings should be a top three offense next year. It should happen. But here's the thing real quick, because yeah, the Vikings should be a top five, a top five offense at least. Yeah. That doesn't mean we're going to be a top five team. It's not going to happen because why? Because even though we might be a top five offense, we're not even going to be the best offense in our division. All right, the Packers having a Devontae Adams, having Aaron Rodgers coming back, they're going to be the better offense in our team. And let's be honest, just don't see it happening where the Vikings can sneak out of this division and make a run for a Super Bowl. We're in the same situation every year, the same situation every year. And right before the season, I'll probably get my hopes up again. As of right now, I'm very, you you might see my pessimism here. Okay, I'm not the kind of Person to come onto the show and just be super optimistic and try to get you guys' hopes up. I'm trying to be real here. I'm trying to be 100% real. I'm not going to get you guys' hopes up. Why? Because my hopes are not up. I'm not very optimistic. I'm not. And I'm rarely optimistic about my team. And as a matter of fact, if we, as long as this this we make the same mistakes, we cannot win a Super Bowl. It's not going to happen. It really isn't. We have to continue to swing on quarterbacks in order to make a Super Bowl. AJ green says, yes, 2023, 2023 is a must, uh, from what I've heard is going to be a much uh, better draft when it comes to quarterbacks. And I'd love to see us swing on a quarterback because here's the thing about the quarterback position. You just got to continue to swing and swing and swing until you hit. Once you hit, then you're set for the next decade. That is how you build a dynasty. That is how franchises, how we can turn this franchise around. That is how it must happen. That is how it needs to happen for us because yeah, we're going to be a lot better with Kirk. I believe it's going to happen. I believe because he's going to be a much better quarterback than who would have ever played uh, this next upcoming season. However, with that being said, we're not going to be better in the future when it comes to what we could have got for Kirk. Trading him away would have been a much better thing than extending him. A much better thing. LGKDOC says by re-signing Kirk... Gosh, I, I still like I, I was expecting it to happen, but it still just grinds my gears by resigning Kirk, Minnesota put themselves out of the quarterbacks in 2023 will cost much more to move up in the middle of the round to top five. Thank you, LGK DOC. I appreciate you always commenting on the on the channel and on the live streams. I appreciate your support. Uh, But first of all, yes, absolutely, because this is re- this is going to be a tough Because just imagine if we traded away Kirk, we got the Colts first round draft pick, or even if it wasn't the Colts. Okay, I talk about the Colts because they were the most likely spot to trade Kirk to. How about the fact that we had the Pittsburgh Steelers, the Carolina Panthers, multiple teams, Washington Commanders, multiple teams showing interest in Kirk already. Well, I mean, commanders, I don't know if it was really Washington showing interest in Kirk. I don't know if they wanted Kirk back on their team. Maybe they were showing interest in Kellen Mond, but they definitely reaches reached out for a quarterback. There were teams already showing interest for Kirk Cousins, and you could have got a first round draft pick in 2023 to be able to move up. Maybe you can take Bryce Young. I don't know. I don't, I'm not the most knowledgeable when it comes to quarterbacks. I know Bryce young is expected to be the first overall draft pick in 2023, but as of right now, obviously we don't know, but trading up for a quarterback is what I wanted this Vikings team to be able to do because we have not done that in a long time. And I figured with us going for a new GM, with us going for a new head coach that we would go for a new approach, maybe not make the same exact mistakes again, year after year after year. It is ridiculous. And it is, it's got to stop. It's just got to stop at this point. It has to be done. AJ Green says, Kirk needs a perfect team to win. And now, and now team is perfect. Okay. Yeah. I also appreciate you, AJ Green, for always commenting on the channel and commenting on the live streams. Uh, But yes, absolutely. And this is the reason why it's like, when we go into this off season, the biggest need for us is at corner and it's at the edge positions. Those are the undoubtedly the biggest needs for our team. However, when you're looking at Kirk Cousins you he needs to be in the perfect situation so maybe a right guard or an interior offensive lineman would be the biggest help on our team maybe maybe this would happen i just can't believe it i cannot believe this it's i expected it to happen but it's just it is got to stop like i i can't we cannot make the same mistakes that we make over and over and over again, something just happened. Ian Rappaport tweeted something about Greg Joseph. All right, the Minnesota Vikings just informed me that they are tendering restricted free agent. Greg Joseph uh, led NFL in touchback percentage last season. I'm going to pull this up for you guys real quick because this is breaking news when it comes to the Minnesota Vikings. We just got some news about Greg Joseph. Hold on. I'll pull it up for you guys. I mean, not the not the biggest news, but okay, here we go. We'll head on over to our screen. So according to Brett Tesler, not quite sure who Brett Tesler is. Maybe it's just me not being the most knowledgeable when it comes to uh, guys who break news. But the Minnesota Vikings just informed me that they are tendering my restricted free agent kicker, Greg Joseph. Led by the NFL in touchback percentage last season and got better and better as the year went on. Okay, I like this. I like it a lot because... When it comes to when it comes to uh, Greg Joseph, yeah, he's not the best quarterback in or sorry kicker in the league. I've been talking about quarterbacks a lot on this channel. Uh, he might not be the best kicker in the league, but it's good to know that we have a kicker obviously on a roster. However, even though the Vikings are bringing Greg Joseph back um, uh, as he was a restricted free agent, as we are bringing him back, I would like to see more kickers come in and play for his job uh, because when it comes to the kicker position. Uh, You do want players to come for their Greg Joseph's job, put a lot of pressure on Greg Joseph, say your job is not locked down and just try to make him play uh, perform under pressure because that's the most important thing when it comes to kickers. So yeah. Great. I was actually, I remember earlier this season when Greg Joseph missed the kick against the Arizona Cardinals to lose the game Uh, week two, this was for the Vikings against the Cardinals. Uh, We lost the game because Greg Joseph missed the kick. I saw a lot of people over social media talking about uh, cut Greg Joseph, cut Greg Joseph. And I mentioned on the channel, if you want to go back, I mentioned on the podcast that it was not a good idea at all to cut Greg Joseph, because again, we would be making the same mistake that we make all the time where we prematurely cut kickers. You know what other mistake we've been making a lot of the time, and I'm just gonna go back to it: is bringing Kirk Cousins back on under on new contract, under new contract, under new contract, in order to just be an eight-win team again and again and again. Newt says, "Do you think this move was crazy, or the new executive committee, along with Wilfs, and made that decision? The analytics don't add up for this future for this team. I don't think it was crazy at all." I don't think at all. I don't I don't know who it was. I mean Kevin O'Connell, I know obviously. We all know KOC came into this organization in order to coach uh, in order to coach Kirk. We know that's why he came into this organization. He worked with them in the past. They had a pre-established relationship and that's good though. I mean on the bright side, at least now we have a quarterback head coach relationship because that's what something we did not have with um with uh Max Zimmer as our head coach. So, think of the bright side here. At least we have that. Uh, I believe it wasn't so much the Wilfs as it was uh, the uh, the coaching system with um, with uh, Ke- Kevin O'Connell and the rest of them. When it comes to Kwesi, I think Kwesi had the most say in his contract because if we pull up his contract again real quick, uh, his contract's very odd and it's something I haven't, you don't see often very much where a player signs a contract with two void years. I mean, where did that come from? In what world does signing contracts involve two void years? The, I... I can't even imagine. I, I don't remember the last time I saw a contract signed that, in the signed contract, when they when they extended a player, added two void years to their extension. Um, I, either this was uh, KOC trying to make uh, his money distributed over four years a little bit more, or this was Kirk demanding more money. It could have been either one of the two. Uh, but still, crazy in that. Um, I believe Kwesi had a lot of say in what the contract was going to be rather than if they were keeping Kirk or not keeping Kirk. Um, I believe that was more of a coaching uh, decision than it was a, a front office decision. But when it, comes to, when it comes to this, I do also like the idea of us not having to pay Kirk quite yet, have it, like signing his contract, but having to pay him later this offseason. That way we can go more over the cap and bring in players on one-year contracts. That way we can have players on our team and it wouldn't really affect our salary cap as much. If it's a one-year contract, AJ Green says, now I wonder what's going to happen with Hunter, have him or keep him. Okay. Definitely trade him away 100% because here's the thing. And I've talked and I'll talk about it a little bit more later in this episode, because I have some more things I want to go over here. We have to trade away Daniel Hunter right now, because here's the thing. We have an injury prone defensive end on our roster when we're going to run a three, four system. Okay, I don't know how Hunter Hunter's gonna fit into this Vikings three-four defense with Ed Donatelli as our defensive lineman or a defensive coordinator. Not to mention the fact that Danielle Hunter is going to be is an injury prone aging player now. I mean, Daniel Hunter, I believe Okay, he's not that old. I believe he's like 26, 27. So I guess he's not that old. Um, But again, Daniel Hunter was developed by Andre Patterson, who's no longer with this organization. Daniel Hunter looked amazing when we had an amazing defensive lineman back in 2017 and 2018 is when he really shined. We really don't have any idea if the Daniel Hunter this next season is going to be the Daniel Hunter that we saw in 2017 and 2018. Therefore, I strongly am for the Vikings trade away daniel hunter because and i i ran a poll on my youtube channel and i believe a lot of people are in agreement here that daniel hunter trading him away is a good idea because not to mention the fact that his contract is also just massively overpaid and there's a lot of players who are entering free agency that we can bring in as defensive ends that we can bring in as outside linebackers because ed donatel has mentioned already that he's willing to play daniel hunter at outside linebacker i think it would work out i mean daniel hunter is a freak of an athlete, I believe is in my opinion, I think he's the most athletic player on our Vikings team right now. And yeah, I believe he can play as outside linebacker. However, there's players entering free agency that you can bring onto this team a lot cheaper, sometimes even younger. In some cases, I mean, you Hunter is not an old player, but in some cases you can bring in players who are younger, cheaper, and not injury prone and fill them in for Virginia Hunter's position. Save yourself a lot of money trading them away. What can you get for him? I'd expect At best case scenario, like a second round pick, if you give Daniel Hunter in a fifth or something like that, I just don't see us getting a whole lot for Daniel Hunter simply because of his contract right now. And Daniel Hunter is a perfect example of why I hate restructuring contracts and why I believe there should be no restructured contracts for the Vikings team this offseason. And if we, I'm going to show you guys one, I showed it uh, earlier on the show, but if I pull up Daniel uh, Daniel Hunter contract real quick, because I've showed it on the show before and it is bad. Like, this is why I hate restructuring contracts. This is why I think it's terrible. Now, yes, it works sometimes. I'm not saying restructuring contracts is always bad. I'm saying it's never worked for our team, and we should not do it this offseason, especially with the salary cap situation that we are in. So I pull it up right here. Daniel Hunter contract. He's expected to make 12.3% of our salary next year. 12.3% for a defensive end that's going to play, what, five games maximum? We have to expect that he's going to get injured. Trading him away would save us uh, a 14.3% five or $14.4 million of salary cap. So trading him away, he has trade value. You trade him away. I'm sure a team is willing to pay 14.4% of his salary. This would still give us 11.5% of dead salary cap uh, that would be paid over the next few seasons, um, which is fine. I'm not saying that's terrible. You you can just bring in someone who's cheaper than Daniel Hunter's cheaper than 12.3% of your salary cap that you can bring onto your team and start at outside linebacker or defensive end, depending on uh, what position they're really planning on playing Daniel Hunter in. Because Daniel Hunter, we've never seen him play under a three-four defense. We did see some three-man rushes earlier in the twenty eighteen season when we had Everson Griffin, Linval Joseph, and it was Daniel Hunter. We saw a significant amount of three-man rushes, but that was you can't take that and say that it's going to fit the same. That's going to that's going to apply to this upcoming season for the Vikings because we had. Linval Joseph, Everson Griffin, Danielle Hunter, Anthony Barr, Eric Kendricks. The list goes on. Sheldon Richardson was on that team as well. The list goes on of players on that Vikings team back in 2018, 2017 that we had. That's just not going to apply to this upcoming season. It's just not going to happen. Plus, Danielle Hunter playing as outside linebacker. Yeah, I think it could happen. I just, I I think he's going to do a great job. I think he's a freak of an athlete. But at the end of the day, we can get more value from trading him away. I'm not sure why there's a lot of message retracted do I have some like vulgar like, stuff on? I don't know if I accidentally put that on. Sorry. You guys can say whatever you want. I don't care. Uh, Purple pocket podcast says Kirk cousins. Extension had me depressed me too. And I'm glad a lot of you guys agree with me. Fire niece. Appreciate you tuning into the show as well. Fire niece. Uh, I've seen you comment quite a bit now. Panthers will send the whole house for Watson having Tom Brady coming back. So I rather keep Kirk than be the Colts right now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, at least the Colts would not have Watson in their team anymore or in their division anymore. I think it's fine. I think the Colts are in a perfect spot. I believe they can win their division. Despite the fact that the Titans might have got the one seed last year, I think the Colts can win their division. And they'll likely get a player like Jimmy Garoppolo or someone in free agency that will be good enough. Because if Jimmy Garoppolo comes onto the Colts team, he's good enough to win on their division. Because at the end of the day, hand the ball off 30 times. You Got Michael Pittman, massive frame. Uh, you can bring someone in free agency, they should be fine when it come, You can bring a wide receiver in free agency. Um, but yeah, with uh Watson going to Panthers, that'd be interesting. That's a good, such a good uh trade destination for him to go. I think it's a little premature to trade for Watson this early in the offseason. Uh, I, under I believe that he's only nine out of 22 of his allegations are done with. I don't think it was all 22, if I have that right. Um, but still. Drew Green says, I feel like who people who like the Kirk extension are fans of him and not the team. 100%. I'm quoting you on that. There is no next level to Cousins. How do they not see that? <laughs> I like when you said are, are fans of Kirk and not the team, because that's 100% what they are. Because I understand, and I've said it many times, I understand that whoever started for quarterback next year, if it wasn't Kirk Cousins, wouldn't have been good as Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins, in my opinion, might be the 10th best quarterback in football right now, which is great. That's 10th best quarterback in the world. Like that is, I'll give him credit. That is great. But he is not worth the money that we are paying him. Despite the fact that he's a great quarterback, he's not worth this ridiculous salary that we continue to give him. It's stupid. It's ludicrous. And it's they're out of their mind these fans are out of their mind because you're absolutely right when you say that they're fans of kirk and not the team because if we traded away kirk it would have been better for our team it would have been better for our future it would have gave us the best chance at a super bowl since randy moss okay that's how good trading away kirk cousins would have been for our team you get two first round draft picks from the colts and you get some extra pick in this day two of this next upcoming draft. Like, how do you not win that trade? How do you not end up winning your winning, uh being able to have a good future? It's just stupid because you can continue to swing on quarterbacks until you hit. There's a lot of quarterbacks that will likely be busts. Don't get me wrong, but you can continue to swing on quarterbacks until you hit, which is what the Vikings should have done. And what I want to see them do, we're not going to draft a quarterback in this next draft. I just don't see it happening. But in 2023, we just have to continue to look to quarterbacks because let's be honest, Kirk is going to, no matter how long Kirk is on our team, he's going to continue to demand money. I have no problem with players demanding money. And I've said that many times. I have no problems with talented players like Kirk demanding money. I just have a problem with the Vikings accepting that grant with the Vikings saying, with the Vikings saying, okay, you it, get, get whatever you want, right? Write down how much money you want. You can have that because Kirk Cousins is not Patrick Mahomes level of money. He's And for once, I believe this is the first year we're actually seeing Aaron Rodgers making more money than Kirk Cousins. Yes. This is the first year since Kirk Cousins rookie contract that we're seeing Aaron Ro- or since Kirk Cousins with Washington in general, that we're seeing Aaron Rodgers make more money than Kirk Cousins. It just shows how this organization has been a failure. It just shows year after year after year us making the same mistakes over and over and over again. Blaze of Woods 420. Appreciate you tuning into the show again. What's wrong with having DJ Kenny on the defensive ends? Okay. Good question. Great question here because, um, first of all, I'll put that back up. First of all, I love DJ Wanham. I think he's a great defensive end. Kenny, uh, Kenny Willikis has really stepped up as a defensive end outside of those two players. If they don't work out, I mean, Patrick Jones, who we drafted in the third round out of Pitt last year, we have Janarius Robinson, who we drafted in the fourth round. So there's some great options there. Um, it's rough it's rough because here's the thing when you typically see uh, teams run three four defenses you want your defensive ends to be more big body players because they're going to be going up against guards more than they would be going up against um, uh, offensive tackles who are a lot they're different when it comes to their sizes I do like the idea of kicking DJ Wanham as a outside linebacker I think that is a great spot for him to go he's fast he's great against the run okay people don't give DJ Wanham enough credit for how great he's been against the run he's a fast player and that player can play as an outside linebacker I love the idea of kicking him to outside linebacker Kenny Willicus. he is a create a class defensive end now it's going to be questionable because Kenny Willicus. everybody looks better under Andre Patterson Everybody, no matter who you are as a defensive lineman, you're going to look better under under Andre Pedersen than anybody else. So I'm not huge on Kenny Willikas quite yet. We haven't seen a lot of him yet. But again, if he doesn't work out, we do have players on the bench that uh, can also be given an opportunity. So I would like to see, I'd like to see Gigi Wanham uh, get a lot more playtime start this next season. I would especially like to see him play outside linebacker for how great he's been against the run. And he's a fast, versatile player. Uh, Kenny Willikas. I don't like the idea of starting him yet. Him being a seventh round draft pick in 2020, it's just, it's too soon. We haven't seen enough of Kenny Willekes to throw him into the starting position. Um, He shouldn't be our first choice quite yet. Now, when it comes to team OTAs in preseason, maybe he steps up and we can see him given an opportunity. Not quite yet, though. Newt says, Serious question. Who are these Kirk Cousins fans? In 42 years of watching this team, I have never seen such a cult like following. You cannot comment on him objectively without, without having a fight. Absolutely. I mean, it's the, the, the stats are there. Like the numbers are there. Numbers do not lie, you guys. Kirk has not lived up to his contract. Yes, he's put up good completion percentage why because a majority of his throws are two to three yards he is he's put up great completion percentage his numbers are not bad his touchdown interception percentage is not bad but at the end of the day he's not winning us games when you pay a contract now yes quarterback is not the end-all be-all position it is not I agree I believe that you put him in the right situations to succeed you put players around him but here's the thing when you pay a quarterback this much money it is the end-all be-all You cannot afford to put him in the best situation. You cannot afford that. Look at how Tom Brady has won seven Super Bowls. How has he done it? Yeah, he's a great quarterback. But at the end of the day, he's not demanding this much money for his team. Why? Because he likes winning. I just don't see the same thing with Kirk. I see him wanting more money than winning. It's more important to him the money in his bank account than it is the wins for our team. It is, and we've seen this with Kirk Cousins over and over and over. Again, I have no problem with players demanding money. I have problems with the Vikings accepting this much money when it comes to a quarterback who is, let's face it, he's a 500 quarterback who has done nothing for a team over the last four years. He hasn't. He hasn't done anything for a team the last four years. We got one playoff appearance, one playoff win. That's it. That's all we've had the last four years with Kirk Cousins. It's been a disaster. It's been a total disaster. And we're gonna see the same thing as next two years. We will, we will. I. I it's not a if the Vikings are gonna win a Super Bowl. It's not a if this happens. It's when the Vikings realize that this was a mistake. We're going to see the same thing, rinse, repeat the same mistakes we've seen over and over for this Vikings organization. Where after this next offseason, after this next season, where the Vikings will likely have an eight to 10 win team, after this season, we're going to see ourselves picking around the 20s in the draft. And we're going to say, oh, let's just reload and go for a Super Bowl next year. Let's do it again. Because this is what we've done the last five years. And what have we done? We've gotten worse year after year after year. And I wouldn't expect anything to change. And nothing has changed. If, if Rick Spielman and Mike Zimmer were a head coach and GM right now, the same thing would have happened. Kevin O'Connell and and Kwesi have done nothing different for this organization yet. It feels like they're still in their honeymoon phase. Drew Gray said, people think this new regime is going to unlock the real cousins. He had Gruden, McVay, Shanahan, and O'Connell in Washington and still couldn't get the job done. Yes, so yeah, that that is... It's not even just the fact that Kirk didn't get the job done. It's how did they not win a Super Bowl with that insane uh, coaching staff? That is the best coaching staff I've ever seen. Um, but yeah, absolutely. Because here's the thing Vikings' offense is going to be better next year than it was this last year. I'm going to say that I, I can say that like objectively. Like, yeah, I can say that confidently that the Vikings team is going to be better next year or the Vikings offense, not team. The Vikings offense is going to be better next year because Kevin O'Connell's calling the play and he's a massive increase from Clint Kubiak and from uh, Mike Zimmer. But it's not going to be the difference maker of us winning a Super Bowl and us not. Like it's not going to be that much of a difference. It really isn't. It really is not. And I just don't see a case where under Kirk Cousins making this much money can actually help our team. Again, I think extending him is a lot better than playing him under a $45 million cap. hit. And I'll say that again, this was the next best thing before uh, paying him under paying him $45 million next year. But I just hate that we did not trade him away. I think it's stupid and I hate it so much. And the worst part about this deal is the fact that we have a no trade clause on his contract, meaning we are stuck with Kirk for at least the next two years. I mean, we have no other option, no other option at quarterback. There's nothing we can do right now. You're not gonna bench a guy when you're playing the when you're paying him this much. What if he comes out next year and has has another fifteen interception season, or thirteen, whatever he had in twenty twenty? What do you do? I mean, are you gonna bench a quarterback you're paying this much money to for Kellen Mond for something to give him another shot? I don't know. They they were stuck. It's the same mistakes over and over. Team, it is the same mistakes Vikings team. However, with that being said, there's a lot to look forward to this week. When it comes, to, I'm sorry to be super pessimistic here, but this contract got me angry. Uh, there's a lot to look forward to when it comes to this offseason for the this week, just in general. This week for the Vikings team. Um, in two days, we do have the start of free agency. Until then, we will likely see uh, Michael Pierce cut. We'll likely see something happen with CJ Ham. I don't want to see CJ Ham cut by going to be honest, it's probably going to happen. Kevin O'Connell doesn't use fullbacks. We'll likely see CJ Ham and Michael Pierce cut. Um, outside of that, we'll see more players come into this team and fill in for their positions. Uh, now with this new Kirk Cousins contract, uh, something to look forward to a bright side is the fact that we do have more money to spend because we don't have to pay Kirk this money quite yet. So it's kind of a cheat when it comes to the salary cap, where we can put a lot of players on one-year contracts, which is why my prediction is that this year, we see a lot of players come onto this team. A lot of aging players come onto this team on one-year contracts. And we're going to start it off with a player that I like to that I've had my eyes on quite a bit here and I do like the idea of bringing him in so what's the biggest need for the Vikings is cornerback who should be our cornerback one next year I believe it's going to be Darius Williams now Darius Williams being the 29 year old defense our cornerback for the Los Angeles Rams has played alongside um has played alongside Jalen Ramsey been a and has also played in the secondary with Jordan Fuller has been secretly a pleasant surprise on that Rams defense and has done a, well, a great job. 29 uh, year old cornerback Darius Williams has a market value of about 12 million a year now, because of how, uh, how many teams are looking for corners right now, and it's not a great cornerback market. I do believe the Vikings are going to pay a little bit more than his market value. Um, Him coming onto our team, being our starting corner next year, uh, would be great for our team. We would pay him likely on a two-year deal worth around $28 million after incentives, after guaranteed salary, and then also after uh, bonuses. So Darius Williams, solid player. Now, is he going to stay healthy with our team? I don't know, but as of right now, we need a player who's not going to be super expensive. Who's not a Carlton Davis, JC Jackson, Stefan Gilmore. We cannot afford these players, uh, but we need someone who's kind of the next best, the next man up for our team and can play as a cornerback one next year. Because yes, I believe the Vikings should bring in a corner and start them I bl- in the draft, in the draft. I believe the corner Vikings should draft a corner and being able to play them a lot of games. But here's the thing, whether we take Sauce Gardner, whether we take Derek Stingley, I don't know. We don't want any of those players going up against Devontae Adams okay we need someone who's been in the league as long as Darius Williams to be able to go against Devontae Adams with that being said you don't want to throw Devontae Adams on an island you want to double team him which is why Darius Williams should not be the only defensive back that we bring in free agency. After that, we have a player that we've mentioned quite a bit on the show, quite a bit on uh, throughout the league, and that's Akeem Hicks. Now, there's no question right now the Vikings have interest in Akeem Hicks and are going to be able to afford Akeem Hicks, and he showed interest in our team. So I believe as soon as March 16, the first thing we're going to hear is that the Vikings have agreed to a contract with Akeem Hicks, maybe before then, and they work out a contract uh, in free agency. Akeem Hicks, 33-year-old defensive lineman, interior defensive lineman, with the Chicago Bears, his market value around $12 million. Uh, now, because Akeem Hicks is a very injury-prone aging player, you're not going to pay him more than his market value. It's just not going to happen. Akeem Hicks gets injured every year. I don't believe he's played a full season in the NFL to this day. But with that being said, when he's healthy, he makes a massive impact on the field. So I believe the Vikings should bring him in on a one-year contract. Again, he's an aging, injury-prone player. You don't want to pay him more than a one-year contract. Pay him where his market value is at. But Akeem Hicks coming onto our team, what is his role going to be? I mean, the Vikings need players all around the board when it comes to defense. Akeem Hicks will probably play either as a defensive or as a nose tackle or as a defensive end. I don't know. We're going to run a 3-4 system. I've never seen my Vikings, or not in a long time have I seen my Vikings team run a 3-4 system. Uh, so Akeem Hicks coming onto our team will likely be, I, I'd say we keep Dalvin Tomlinson as the nose tackle. We cut Michael Pierce, Akeem Hicks, Dalvin Tomlinson, and maybe Daniel Hunter on our defensive line. Maybe we see DJ Wanham kicked over to linebacker. That's possibility. If Daniel Hunter uh, leaves, I don't know who's going to play at defensive end. We have so many needs on this team. Akeem Hicks coming onto our team has can play fill a lot of needs for our team in the edge rusher. And then also being a nose tackle or a run stopper is what we really need in this Vikings team. As we allowed 130 rushing yards per game last year. We need a player like Akeem Hicks, who Akeem Hicks being in the NFC North has been has been Dalvin Cook's worst nightmare. I mean, he's been a great against the run and could definitely come onto our team and make an immediate impact day one. Next up, we have a player who people people haven't really talked about a whole lot, but I believe it's almost certain that he's going to come join our team. And that is Kareem Jackson. Now, Kareem Jackson is an aging player. Again, another aging, injury-prone player. Um, But him coming onto our team could be huge. Kareem Jackson, 34-year-old, will be 34-year-old, safety with the Denver Broncos, spent the last three seasons on the Denver Broncos. Those all, by the way, all three seasons that uh, Kareem Jackson has spent with the Denver Broncos were also coached by Ed Donatel, who is now our defensive coordinator. So right there, Ed Donatel. Spent the last three seasons with Denver Broncos, so is Kareem Jackson, who's going to hit free agency this year. Kareem Jackson's market value is around $6 million. And again, another injury prone, aging player. I just think the Vikings are going to bring him back on one year deals. You're going to see a lot of one year deals when it comes to the Vikings team because right now uh, we have the money right now that we can pay, that we can pay him this week. But when it comes to after the season, we have to look to extending Justin Jefferson. We have to look to maybe extending Irv Smith or putting Irv Smith Jr. on a new contract if he has a great year. We have a lot of players in contract years, which is is why I believe we're going to see a, a significant amount of one-year contracts. But Kareem Jackson coming onto our team, safety can play alongside Harrison Smith. We'd have a solid safety duo right there. Yeah, they're both old guys. They're both, but at the end of the day, they're both going to only be here in the short term. Kareem Jackson could likely be a bridge a bridge safety or the next a transitional piece into maybe Cam Bynum. Cam Bynum was undoubtedly our best defensive rookie this last year. It made a massive impact filling in for Xavier Woods and filling in for uh, Harrison Smith. Now, people will ask, well, what's going to happen with Xavier Woods? Xavier Woods good enough to be a starter, and yet he can stay with our team. I just think Woods is going to cost too much for us. I do. I think Xavier Woods should go be a starter somewhere else where they're going to pay him a lot more money. When it comes to our team, paying a player like Kareem Jackson less around veteran minimum. I believe Jackson would love to come play in our defense. He's going to be playing alongside Harrison Smith and coached by a player or coached by a coach that's coached with him in the past. I believe he will come onto our team around veteran minimum. So uh, between one and $5 million, I love him to come on our team and just be that not, not cost so much. Plus if he gets injured, having Ken Bynum step off the bench, year two safety out of Cal converted safety. Fine. I'm okay with that. As a matter of fact, I'd like to see Cam Bynum started nickel nickelback. He's a very versatile player and you can play him in just about every role when it comes to the secondary. I'd like to see how Ed Donatel is going to use him, but Kareem Jackson coming onto our team is likely. So right now we've already filled our need at corner. We definitely undoubtedly need to sign a cornerback one. Is it going to be Stephon Gilmore? No. Is it going to be JC Jackson? Absolutely not. Carlton Davis likely won't be Carlton Davis either. That way I believe it's going to be Darius Williams. Kareem Jackson can also step in our secondary. Akeem Hicks, we already showed interest in him. Now we have another need that's at the edge rush position because Akeem Hicks, he might play defensive end, but we still need another edge rusher as outside of that. I mean, D.J. Wanham, is he going to be kicked to linebacker? I don't know. At the end of the day, we need two outside linebackers because right now we have no linebackers. Anthony Barr and Nick Vigil are hitting free agency. Outside of that, we don't have we don't want to start Chaz Surratt. We don't want to kick Troy Dye over to linebacker. Um, maybe we see Daniel Hunter, or D.J. Wanham over to that position as well. But with that being said, we do need to bring in someone else. So I absolutely have no clue who the Vikings are going to bring in when it comes to outside linebacker. That's why I'm just taking a shot in the dark and saying Randy Gregory here. Randy Gregory, 30-year-old uh, linebacker, or actually a 30-year-old defensive end edge rusher with the Cowboys this last year, uh, had a very successful season. I believe he racked up 12 sacks. But with that being said, he's injury-prone aging player, which is what we've seen kind of a trend of here is we're taking those one-year contracts, those two-year contracts, those smaller, uh, not so, those overlooked players is what we're taking here. Uh, Randy Gregory spent the last five seasons with the Dallas Cowboys, successful five seasons with the Dallas Cowboys, had 12 sacks this last year. I believe two of those sacks were also against us and sacking Kirk cousins, um, had 12 sacks this last year, 30 year old, Randy Gregory market value is around 13 million. I believe that's a little high. I think that's a little high when it comes to Randy Gregory, especially when you look at this upcoming edge rusher uh, position, because Gregory, we're going to play him at linebacker. It's not going to happen where we kick him at defensive end. I mean, if it happens, it'll likely be, he's going to fill in for Daniel Hunter. Daniel Hunter is going to go to linebacker. You have no clue. It's so, it's so interesting. I have no clue what the Vikings are going to do when it comes to the three, four system, because most of these guys, we've never seen play into a base three, four. So with Grand, Randy Gregory coming to play on our team either at an outside linebacker or at defensive end, coming to be the edge rusher on our defense that we desperately need right now, I don't think he's going to get paid quite at his market value of $13 million, especially with his upcoming market. I mean, you have Von Miller, big-name player entering free agency. He'll likely go back to the Broncos. Outside of that, Von Miller and Bradley Chubb back with the Broncos. Broncos are going all in next year. Um, but outside of that, you have Chandler Jones, big-name player. Hassan Reddick just Hassan Reddick's going to get paid. That is an undervalued player right there. He's still young. Hassan Reddick is around 27 years old, and he's one of the best edge rushers in football. Devontae Campbell, again, another player who just had a great year this last season. Uh, He can play either on the inside or outside linebacker positions. He's going to get paid. Outside of that, we can go for one of those next tier players around Randy Gregory's level where we can bring on to our defense on a two-year contract worth $20 million after incentives and bonuses. And that is my prediction for our new starters that the Vikings will sign this week when it comes to defense. I believe the Vikings will bring in Darius Williams to be our cornerback. One has already been with Kevin O'Connell. Uh, no, Kevin O'Connell was on the offensive side of the ball, but we're both with uh, Rams this last year and won a Super Bowl. Darius Williams coming onto our team to be our cornerback one. Either play alongside Cam Dansler or play alongside a rookie. Don't know who's going to start day one alongside Darius Williams, but I believe uh, it will be Dansler or a rookie. Akeem Hick coming onto our team. At the edge rusher position or at nose tackle one of the two depending on what the vikings do with michael pierce and daniel or and dalvin tomlinson believed it, and michael pierce is going to get cut uh kareem jackson coming to be our starting safety likely that bridge player that transitional piece into cam bynum if he does work out and then randy gregory being our defensive end or edge rusher outside linebacker one of the two coming onto our team to be that edge rusher that the vikings desperately need right now because anthony barr and nick vigil are both le- are both leaving our team in Outside of that, who the heck are we going to bring in? I mean, we don't have anybody really to fill in that role right now. Um, Nobody who's ready to step up either. I mean, Daniel Hunter might get traded. And outside of that, we don't have a whole lot of positions to fill here. So when it comes to the defensive side of the ball, it's not looking bright for our Vikings team. Now, on offense, we should be a top-five offense at least next year. A top-five offense. On defense, we have a lot of needs to fill. And I'm hoping we can fill a lot of those needs in free agency because I've mentioned many times how free agency is for needs. Free agency is for filling your needs and then drafting players the draft is for drafting whoever is available whoever's your best player available that you can take because once you start drafting based off of their position that's when you start overdrafting players and that's when you get a player like christian ponder coming on your team when you just draft players based off of their position and you end up overdrafting by an entire round on them so when it comes to the vikings do believe those four players will come onto our defense this week and be our starter? It's going to be a very unrecognizable defense because this last year, Vikings, we were 30th ranked defense in football. Yeah, that's 3 0. Before that, we were, what were we, the 29th? I mean, the Vikings this last two seasons has been awful on the defensive side of the ball. And now with this new coaching staff coming in, I believe we're going to see a lot of new players coming into our team. I believe Patrick Peterson is going to be gone. Mackenzie Alexander is going to be gone. Xavier Woods is going to be gone. Nick Vigil is going to be gone. Anthony Barr is going to be gone. And we're just going to see an entire new defense that we've never seen before this next upcoming season because it's exactly what the Vikings need to do. Let me know what you all think. Uh, a. J. Green says Adams just said he won't play under the franchise tag. I saw that too. Either the uh, either the Packers will trade him, which will likely not happen. They'll put him on a long term deal. They'll put him on a big, massive deal next year. Is my prediction. Drew Green says the extension will reflect how the team plays good, but not great. Here is two more years of being mediocre. The new regime sealed their fate around a quarterback who is never at fault. Just other pieces. Absolutely. 100%. I have, I don't know if I've ever seen Kirk Cousins on a press conference after a loss and say, this one's on me guys, even though it was on him. A lot of games have been Kirk Cousins fault. A lot of them. You know, actually, I've seen Kirk Cousins kind of get mad at himself when it wasn't his fault. I've never seen him blame it on him when it was his fault, if that makes any sense. So he's kind of like fake being a good leader basically there. But we've seen that happen many times. By the way, I got my Wolves jersey on because Wolves played tonight. We're on fire. Wolves won eight of their last nine. Of course, that one loss was against the Magic. But um, of course, we just beat the Heat. He are first in the East, and we just knocked them out in their own stadium. Very respectable win when it comes to this uh, team. And now Jimmy wasn't playing in that game. I would love to beat Jimmy just in your face. Uh, but still, I've been watching a lot of Wolves game. I probably watch more Wolves game this year than I have my entire life. Uh, especially in it, I'm wearing it right now because I'm not I'm not the biggest Vikings fan. Right today, no, I, I still am. I still am. I'm like the biggest Vikings fan. But uh, today, I'm I'm not so happy with my Vikings team is what I'll say there. Still the biggest Vikings fan. Uh, but still. Yeah, it's it's tough. It's tough because like you said, like you said, the next two years, we're sticking to be a mediocre team. It's just going to happen. And I've talked about it many times in the show. I said, mediocrity is the worst thing in all of sports. It is mediocrity is the worst thing in the NFL. Why? Because when you're a mediocre team, you're too good to compete for a super or you're too good to get a bad draft pick in order to rebuild. And you're too bad to compete for a Super Bowl. So you're stuck in the middle. This is where us Vikings are. This is where the Colts are. This is where the Chargers are, but Chargers actually have a bright future because they have a quarterback and they give it to the Chargers there because I'd much rather be the Chargers. I'd cut, like I said, I'd cut off an entire arm to be in the Chargers situation right now. Um, but yeah, we're all in this situation where we're kind of just this mediocre team who continues to just miss playoffs or when we make the playoffs, whereas like a seven seed, six seed, and we end up not making it far into the playoffs. Maybe one and done at best. Uh, but this is where the Vikings have been my entire life. And where I expect the Vikings to be the next two years under Kirk Cousins. Sorry. I'm sorry. But I said it. I'm not going to be optimistic. I'm I, I, My optimism is done. It's gone. All right. I've been cursed. I've been I've been hit too many times. They, they, they've they killed me too many times. Under Teddy Bridgewater's run with the Vikings, under the entire uh, Dan Green run with the Vikings, under the uh, Brad Childress run with the Vikings, I'm done. I'm over it. Until after like the first three weeks, the Vikings start out the season 3-0. We'll see what happens. Usually they actually start out doing terrible. All right, what do we got with Deshaun Watson? Deshaun Watson is expected to meet with the next 48 hours with the Carolina Panthers and New Orleans Saints. How? are the New Orleans Saints going to be able to uh, afford him. That's crazy. That's nuts. Zadarius Smith is now a free agent. Okay, Packers release Zadaria Smith. Wow, okay. That's crazy. I'm going to pull that up real quick for us because that is a player who can definitely come onto our team. I would love to see him come onto our team. I was expecting them to trade him away. It's great to see that they they also release Billy Turner. Okay, Packers making some big moves here in order to afford um in order for Devontae Adams. So after this morning where Devontae Adams said he's not going to play under the franchise tag, that he's going to stay, that he's going to withhold from playing until he's uh, on a long-term deal or traded away, I'm speccing him on a long-term deal i don't think they're going to trade away Devonte adams right now uh but with Devonte adams asking to be on a longer term deal likely a big extension we've seen the packers make some moves now starting off by uh releasing pro bowl pass rusher zadarius smith source says uh, adding another top defenser defender to free agency his cap number of 27.6 million in 2022 was never going to work According to rap sheet, Ian Rappaport, Zadarius Smith has been released from the Packers. And this is great for us because we need pass rushers. And even if we don't bring in Zadarius Smith, which I don't think that's going to happen. Even if we don't bring in Zadarius Smith, this is going to help us when it comes to bringing in a pass rusher. Because like I mentioned already with Randy Gregory market value being around 13 million. And I've talked about how I like the Vikings bringing in Grandery, uh, Gr- uh, Randy Gregory, despite his injuries and despite his uh, ageism. Uh, aging—he's an aging player who's injury-prone as well. Despite that, I do like the idea of the Vikings bringing him in, and I say that we can bring him in on a two-year deal under his actual um, under his uh, market value because he's just not valued as he's not worth 13 million a year. I'm going to be honest. He's really not. Uh, But when it comes to the rest of it, this is a great spot. This is a great time to be needing an edge rusher for our Vikings team, because there's a lot of linebackers uh, outside linebackers, upcoming hitting free agency and defensive ends. It's a great time to be needing a linebacker and a edge rusher for our team. So great to see that the, that they're also making moves. You can also see over here, according to Tom Pellicero, the Packers are also releasing Billy Turner. So Another big uh, big, uh, big, win for us to see the Packers releasing a lot of their starters. Love to see it happen. Love to see it happen. Great. And the Vikings have also brought back uh, Greg Joseph. He was a restricted free agent uh, to be our kicker next year, or we can have someone play for him. So I love to see the Packers having to cut a lot of players and having to move on because let's be honest, this, this year, this last year, the Packers were arguably the best roster they've been ever. And I mean ever. They were arguably the top, the, the best offense in football, and were undoubtedly... One of the best defenses. I'd give them at least top ten, uh, maybe top five defense this last year. They were a great year. But it, could, it just comes to show how important of a role special teams plays because that's why they lost against the Niners was because they did not have their special team job locked down or their role locked down. Drew Green says, Kirk agent could sell bubblegum to people with lock jaw. Absolutely. Absolutely. I just can't believe it. So, I just... I'm over it. I'm so over this Kirk cousins era with this team. It's gotta be done. It's gotta be over. And we're stuck with them for two more years. It's like the Vikings, KOC and quasi just threw us all in the trunk, locked us there. And we're going to be locked there for the next two years. And we're going to have to sit through game after game after game of us watching our team cheering for us just to make the playoffs. And we end up winning nine games, winning eight games and Watching the playoffs like the rest of us on our bench, watching the Packers play, and then we end up cheering for the Packers and seeing them lose. That's great, that's a great sight to see. Packers have agreed to okay, some big wow, the Packers are making some huge moves. Packers have agreed to terms with pass rusher Preston Smith on a four year extension worth 52 and a half million in new money sources. He gets 50, 65 million over five years. Wow, that is a lot of money. Preston Smith was amazing this last year amazing and those smith brothers were just incredible. him uh preston smith and Zadarius smith uh the last few years now zadari smith missed a majority of this last season but preston smith did a great job um he gets 14 million in year one so one smith brother sticks around absolutely when was this tweeted this was uh 827 so some time ago uh but still if, let's so who is the other um for the Packers? Who is going to be their other outside linebacker? If it's not Zadarius Smith or Pre- and it's going to be Preston Smith and Rashawn Gary. Okay, yeah, so they're set. Even without Zadarius Smith, they're completely set. Rashawn Gary and Preston Smith is fine. Devondra Campbell is going to be gone. They cannot afford him. You know who else is going to be gone? Who's their tight end? Robert Tanyan's is going to be gone. They already cut their offensive tackle. So, yeah, it's good to see the Packers going through some kind of a some kind of moves having to get rid of some of their players kevin king is also going to be gone with them but it's fine eric stokes has done a great job as a rookie for their team so they're still going to be a solid defense and i hate to say it but they're still the best team in the nfc north they still are they still are we might be the, no. they're still the best offense too even the vikings are going to be a top five offense next year packers are still going to be top three so it's going to be it's going to be interesting to watch this uh week with the nfl what's going to happen because. This is my favorite week. This is my favorite week for offseason football because you get to see a lot of players go around and we've already seen quarterback dominoes go on so far up to this point, but this is the week where you see blockbuster trades. This is a week where you see big time signings, where you see future Hall of Famers sign with teams that you didn't expect. I mean, this is a week that's so unpredictable. And one week from today, we're going to see an entire different Vikings roster than we see today. And I already mentioned how this Vikings defense is going to be unrecognizable. This is going to be players that we've never seen play in this team before. And we're going to see an entire different defensive scheme going forward, especially with our coaching staff being gone, how there's going to be new players coming in to play with this new coaching staff. One of those players likely being Kareem Jackson to play with his Ed Donatel, who's coached with them the last three years. But I really appreciate all you guys tuning into the show today. I hope you all enjoyed this episode. If you did, be sure to rate and subscribe to the podcast for more Minnesota Vikings and football-related content. We have a lot to talk about. And here coming on Thursday, I guarantee you there's going to be so much to talk about this Thursday. So make sure you tune into this Thursday episode. We will be live on the YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Matt Witt on the Morning Kickoff YouTube channel. Around nine o'clock Central Time this Thursday, so hope you all tune into that show. If you did, uh, if you did enjoy this episode, be sure to rate, subscribe, and yes, yes. I got three words for you. You like that? Yeah! No, Kirk. No, Kirk. We do not like that, and uh, we also don't like Tom Brady coming back. So not has it been the best week so far for us Vikings fans and for the NFL league as a whole. But at the end of the day, still so great to see that this that there's some changes being made, and I hope this upcoming week we or this Thursday this Wednesday, when free agency kicks off, we see some big time changes on this Vikings roster that can hopefully help us this next year. And maybe just maybe we can compete for our division next year. Thank you all for tuning into this show of morning kickoff. Have a great day.